I'm Nana and welcome back to another episode of Random Movie Bucket List. I am joined by my co-host Rodimus. We are back again. Episode 3, we made it. We back, we back, we back. Um, scheduling issues, life, you know, uh, what, what's the thing? International um, time zones and all that good jazz. Uh, yeah, six next. hours difference between me and the man across the pond. Do you know what's funny? Yeah, I've got so many American friends. I've been chatting to them for so long. Yeah, and I still suck at figuring out the time difference. Like, anytime I'm recording another American podcast, I always have to get them to like message me two hours before we're supposed to record, so that I have an idea of what time I'm meant to be on. Um, I should really sort. Why well, me being me being central is easiest though. It's a nice six hours. Well, to be honest, yeah, I've got um, I've got Chicago on my like Google um. Not Google Maps, um, my iPhone like clocks. So I've got no excuse of not knowing the difference of time when it comes to Chicago because I've actually got that listed. But it is what it is. Um, so yes, we are back with episode three. Um, this was meant to be episode two, but obviously I moved up Mean Girls as it was in the cinema, even though I still haven't gone around to actually watching the reboot of Mean Girls. Uh, the third movie in our bucket, random movie bucket list that we're going to be going over today is The Dark Knight. Now, this is obviously the second movie in the Nolan trilogy. Another reason why it's taking us a little bit longer to record this episode is because, like, I wanted to watch the whole trilogy. I just didn't want to watch number two. Um, And as we get into it, there's going to be some... I don't know. Maybe it might surprise some people what I go on to say about this movie and the trilogy. Um... But, so, like I said, the second movie in Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, um, this movie is called The Dark Knight. Um, this was released in 2008. It's listed as a 12A. Uh, it was two hours and 30 minutes long. Uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, as mentioned. Written by Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan, and David S. Goyer. Uh, stars Christian Bell, Heath Ledger, and Aaron Eckert. Um, boy. What? Well, how many times have you seen this? Like, is this, this was not your first watch, correct? No, this was my first one. I, I'd watched it before, but I feel like maybe, maybe the second or third time I've watched it since it came out, but I I had not seen it in a very long time. Okay, and then for this rewatch, did you watch them in order, or did you? I, I, uh, I, I, watch... I watched them in order. So I watched Batman Begins, and I watched Dark Knight, and I finished off with the Dark Knight Rises. I watched them. Um, I watched the this one mm-hmm. and then i watched the first one and then i watched the third one so i kind of went in like a, a crazy order when i watched them hmm. all right so this is what i'm gonna talk about I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this out of the way i think that as great as number two is i did feel that maybe a lot of the hype around this was surrounding heath ledger and that he passed away um I'm not saying that it wasn't a good movie, but on watching them all together, I f- think I went with one, three, and two in terms of my enjoyment factor. Now, I give them all a whole chicken. Yeah, they're all whole chickens. I think they're all great movies. I enjoyed all of them. But like, I think for me, um, the first one had a lot more like iconic lines than I remembered. Um, and then the first. So, one, so we'll, we'll we'll pause. Let me pause you there real yeah, quick. Man. So your rating is 
whole chicken, whole chicken, whole chicken. Yes. Across the board. Across the board, yes. I enjoyed and every single one of them. It, it, like, thinking back, would you think that it would have been, you would have rated the movies, so your order is one, three, two. Would you? Is that the same as what you would have rated it back in the day? No, I feel like back in the day, I would have gone with, like, what most most people would have said, which is two, one, three. Uh, I feel like the general consensus was that, you know, two was the strongest one, uh, three was a little bit weak, uh, and then obviously one was a, a good introduction to the series, so that's why... I would. I, I'm gonna hazard a guess that most people go two one three, but on rewatch, obviously I wrote a lot more notes for two because that's that was the focus of the episode. Uh, maybe it is because I watched one, two, and three over the space of I don't know, maybe a week, two weeks. Okay. Um, so for me, I think classically, I've always been what I am today, which is one, three, two. I've always been one, three, two. I think maybe I was one, two, three, just in order back mm-hmm. in the day. But right now, today, if I had to put gun to head, I'm putting them one, three, two. Oh, so the same and, as me? Yeah, same as you. Um, I give I, exact same. And then if I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna give them, it's gonna be one is a whole chicken, mm-hmm. two is a three piece, and three is a three piece. Wait, so again, one is a whole chicken, two is and a three piece, three piece, a three piece, and then what did you say? Three is a three piece. Okay, interesting. So what, what, especially with The Dark Knight, the second movie, what dropped in, in a sense, quality or enjoyment factor that made you bring it down to a free piece? I think it, it's, it was kind of the beginning. And I think if we look at these movies today, mm-hmm. they, they're not as good as what I think we thought they were mm-hmm. back in the day. Because I think some of the Disney marvel stuff is better still than even this like you know even as far as realism and and, and emotionality and stuff but when i looked at the movies today and even back then i felt that number two was just split up too much it was too much and we'll kind of get into that as we break down the movie Mm but um i like one and three because they're they're batman movies about batman and i would not say that about two yeah two is more of a joker movie it's not even that. It's like a Joker Harvey Dent movie. I, not mm. even a Two Face movie. Like a Joker, you know. And then even some Commissioner Gordon. Like those three take up probably as much screen time, if not more, than Christian Bale on, on a one to one basis combined. Mm. They for sure take up more time than Batman does. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. Um. So, where where do we go from here? Um, well. So, so we'll, we'll play our guessing game, right? That I right, make you cool. do it the la- last couple of times, okay? So we'll start with with this week's movie, The Dark Knight. So, what do you think, audience, and what do you think critic scores are for for the Tomato Monitor? For okay, so ooh, I want to say because I remember critics were like gushing over this movie. It's out, it's out of a hundred, right? Yeah, out of a hundred percent. I want to say ninety six percent critic, ninety two percent audience average those it's 94 94 straight even audience 94 94 yeah so you weren't far off i was close okay let's go uh batman begins i want to say 90 critic 86 audience 85 critic 94 audience Mm. the audience are the same on the first two movies now this is the one that might surprise you all right the third movie the audience is going to be lower i want to say Critics gave this an 88. Audience gave it an 82. 87 from critics, so you were right there. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, 90 critics or uh, fan score. Okay. 
Doesn't so it bad. is not it's not as bad as what we like memed it out to be because of the whole Bane voice. Oh, do you know, like I said, for me, yeah, like again, just remembering what people said about this movie when it came out, a lot of people didn't like Bane. Um, you know, like that third movie, especially um that football scene. Um, I just forgot that that football scene came from this third movie, and for me, it was just absolutely iconic. Um, and you know, the whole um, the breaking of his back and then getting thrown to that pit, and then finding out that 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 girl's Raza Ghoul's daughter, um, mate, like I I got emotional at the end when he like sacrificed himself to like um, detonate the bomb, but then you find out that actually he had fixed the um. Uh, what's it called Na- flight navigator? What's the autopilot? autopilot. He, he fixed the, the autopilot. autopilot. Um, one thing out of the whole trilogy that I think we we got kind of robbed of, we never really got a, a, a not an epic scene, but we didn't really get a, a major conversational piece with um, uh, Michael Caine's Alfred. Um, oh my God! Why am I blanking on his name? Um. Ah, oh, you play Lucius Fox. Oh my God, why am I forgetting oh, his name? Morgan Freeman. Damn, thank you. Morgan Freeman's Lucius Fox and uh, uh, Christian Bell's Batman. I'd have liked if we had gotten a couple more scenes with them, like interacting and going back and forth. Um, because you know, I feel like they were perfect casting. Um, well, see, for me, memory. I thought that he died in he died. in the third one. Uh, <laughs> Morgan Freeman's character. I just, for some reason in my mind, you know, I, I thought he died. And I, I, when I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, he doesn't die. Uh, no. Yeah, he, he survived. All right. So <laughs> let, let's hammer down on the Dark Knight and then we can kind of branch out. So what are your thoughts on the acting and everything in the movie? I loved it. I thought all the acting and stuff was phenomenal. I thought everyone, you know, knew who they were, played their role to perfection. Um, I really like Christian Bale as Batman and Bruce Wayne I know not everyone loved the voice but and again I don't know uh, if I'm purely basing this off nostalgia but I really enjoyed it I I, I get the whole graspiness is a, is a bit much but it just really worked for me I'm Batman yeah I like I, like, like I said for me I just really enjoyed it uh, I do it's culturally st- significant though like think of even the modern you know streamers and tiktokers and everybody that does the the voices and it's there so you know I, I agree I think he's a good Batman and Bruce Wayne but I think that part of the disconnect with me and Batman in this movie is that I got the impression that he didn't want to play Batman anymore like that first one it seemed like he was into the role and the second one it just seems like it's disconnected and then in the third one, I think they were like, okay, we're done. And he's like, good, I want to go on and do, you know, because that's right before he starts doing his his Oscar chase. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do a really good job on this last movie and then get out. Because it was really jarring. The, the end of this movie, he ends strong and physically, I'm the guy. And the start of the next movie is totally different. So, but I mean, as Batman, I think he does physically. He's there. Um, I loved his the action in this compared to some of the other ones. His movements and his fighting style, like, is is, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Joker. Then Joker's probably the next the next person you have to talk about. I, I, and, I so so I very recently um, watched uh, what was it Batman sixty nine. Um, with um, Jack Nicholson's Joker. Okay, okay. And you mean 89? 89? Sorry, 89. 
and um, from like being in the, the 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 nerd pop culture, I always hear people like not appreciate Jack Nich- or, or or not be very fond of Jack Nicholson's um, presentation of the Joker. But I thought he was excellent. I thought I really liked his portrayal of Joker. I felt it was um, very accustomed to what I know from the cartoons. Uh, I I still think that Heath Ledger gave a very amazing take on the Joker. But I wonder if that was again, if he hadn't passed away, would he have got as much props as he did? Like I'm not trying to um, uh, shit on a guy that's you know passed away, obviously. But I'm just wondering if that like influenced people a little bit. You don't think that he stole the movie? I think he stole the movie. I think he was phenomenal in this movie. I, I uh, is this an Oscar-worthy movie? I guess it depends on the year and what it's up against. But as far as performance and character portrayal, like imagine stepping into my life with my wife and kids and like having to play a different version of of Rod that is equally as great in their minds. And he did it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he, he did it. And I think that's the great thing about that character. Like every time, oh, nobody can be better. You can't do it better. You can't do it better. You know, uh, Heath, when he got cast, everybody's like, nah, there's no way he's going to be Jack Nicholson good. He's as good, but different. And then Joaquin Phoenix in his movie, and they're like, ah, you can't, you can't top those two. You can't top those two. Well, he didn't top it, but he's just as good, but it's different. Mm. Yeah, like, I think watching it originally, I would agree with you. Watching it now, where like it says, I know where everything goes and I know the story, like, as phenomenal as Heath Ledger was as the Joker, um, I don't know if I'll say as far as like he stole the movie. So, that's, that's so then, who is your Joker? Then is your Joker Jack Nicholson? Because oh, I can't, no, pick, I, I, I can't pick I think between the three. Honestly, if, if I had to pick one, I'll probably still go with Heath Ledger's Joker, um, only purely because uh, I feel like I'm also on a, not recently biased because like that's the first Joker I've saw in live action, and like I've always rated that performance. And like I said, I'm not going against that the performance wasn't great. I'm just saying maybe their performance is maybe a little bit inflated in our minds because of the circumstances um like not it was just some some things are just funny like you know when he goes to see Harvey Dent in the hospital in the hospital yeah Harvey Dent doesn't react that he's the Joker until he pulls down the mask but you can clearly see he's got all the face paint on his face that is clearly the Joker yeah I mean he, he he bought into the character so then what about Batman I think we've talked in the past and I think you've always said that Christian Bale is your Batman yeah Christian is Bale that... is your favorite Batman it has, it has, I, I'm still yet to watch all the previous movies again but I've like I said I've only just at the same time I've only watched um, Batman 89 uh, I will watch Batman Returns at some point this week um, and I will then get on to some of the other ones but um, yeah so so since I think I'm I'm 39 this year and mm-hmm. you're like what five years younger than I am yeah so the 89 92 Michael Keaton is still my Batman right mm-hmm. like and I think that is nostalgia because I've always said that the first movie I saw in theaters was the Leprechaun right because I'm like going back in my mind like which is the first one and then I pulled up the dates and it, it it's actually uh Batman Returns is, is the first movie I saw in the theaters as a child right so 
I was born in 1985. So let's mm-hmm. do the math. 1992, mm-hmm. June. I wasn't even seven years old when I went and saw that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I watched that movie recently after watching um, The Dark Knight, and I'm like, I, I have an, I have an eight and a six year old, and neither of them could see that movie, but I, I sure as hell did it. And Leprechaun is one year later. And I definitely saw that before I was eight years old. And I'm like, yeah, my kids couldn't see that, that movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's, it's definitely Michael Keaton for me, for sure. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's, here's a, a, a random number question for you. What would you guess would be the body count for the dark Knight? Uh, knockout or kill. Uh, Is differentiate? It doesn't differentiate. It just says body count gives me a number. So let, I'm going to go with the assumption of actual kills. Okay. It, I don't know. Cause he does. Uh, I would say the dark Knight is probably higher than begins because of that whole last scene with the Joker. There's, you know, I think they said 50 passengers and then there has to be at least half that of Joker's good guys there. Plus mm-hmm. he takes out like a 25 man SWAT team. So that's like fifty dudes right there, plus random dudes throughout the movie. Right, I'm, I'm gonna put I'm, them at about fifty-five, sixty. You're very high. It's okay. Pe- so then he, if if we're, then uh, I was counting everybody he knocked out, so kills probably only like four. All right. So the body count I've got here is thirty-six. Oh wow! For the Dark Knight. Wow, I would think it would be way higher than that because so like that, I said, actually. I think he's got. I mean, I guess it. He, I guess it only takes one guy with a gun to lock down ten people. So, all right. So the body count in Batman Begins is lower. What would you? What what number would you give it? Oh, what, so thirty six. It's probably it's probably half that. It's probably like fifteen twenty. Uh, so it is twenty seven. Wow, that's even more than I thought. Yep. I, and it, so then, his rise is probably the highest. I would say rises has got to be the highest. Uh, I'm going to look that up right now. Because Bane has a, a hell of a lot of goons. Yeah, and also all the like, literally, there's at least what twenty one from the football scene. They they all clearly died. Oh, is it body counts for the movie? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was for the movie. Okay, okay, that's different. Wait, yeah, then it's de- Bane is definitely higher because there are Bane. Sorry, Rises is definitely higher. Yeah. Well, I, again, I'm I'm about to hopefully. No, it doesn't show it on this one. Yeah, the, I, I I will tell you hands down, it's got to be because the think about the that final scene where they're chasing the uh, the big tanks and all the police yeah. officers just get mowed down. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, that, no, that one's definitely more. But there's not a, someone's not actually going through and listed on IMDb uh, because that whole street is full of both Bane goons and police officers, and they all just get mowed down Sorry. on top of like all the the vehicles that get blown up. All the people get marched out on the ice. Like, there's, it's just hell a lot of people die in that movie. It would, it would help if I went on the IMDb for the right movie. (laughs) Yeah, no. What do you, do you think that Joker makes a good villain for a movie? Not a story or uh, a comic or a, a cartoon where you can go multiple episodes, but for a movie, do you think he makes a good villain? Yeah, why not? Yeah, because both movies that I've watched as the Joker's been the villain, I thoroughly enjoyed. I think he makes a good trilogy villain. I don't think he makes a good single movie villain. Hmm. Well, His character is just too deep. 
Well, and I think that that was part of the problem with this movie. Again, I'm not sure whether he would have featured and been shown in the third movie because the actor passed away. No, yeah, I get that. I'm just saying the character in, in general, like as a as a character design. Like I think you know, you look at the first one, Scarecrow, you know, any any of the mobsters, Maroni, Falcone, whatever, like they're all fine one one movie villains. I think Two Face is hard to make a full movie with, which is probably why they lumped him in this one. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Joker as a character is a long-term foil for Batman. And it's just sad that, that we only got the one movie. Yeah. (sighs) I, I, you know, it's kind of like the, um, the black Panther thing. Like you can't recast them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like they passed away. You can't recast the the character. Um, I, I think for the trilogy that they were telling, yes, but moving forward, you can. I feel like it's slightly different. Yeah, for sure. This one you can't you can't make a second movie with a Joker with a different character. Just yeah. the way that the way that it's portrayed is so it's very specific. Yeah. So, I okay. So I, I peeked at your notes for this. You love the opening scene. Tell me why you like that opening scene. Uh, I'm trying to remember which 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 one it was. Is that where it's the bus, the buses, and the robbery? Oh and the yeah, clown mask. Because do, do, do you know what it is? Yeah, it's for me. It's very Joker in it. It's very do a plan, get people to kill each other, and then in the end, be the last Joker standing, and then he gets the majority of the money, and then like to almost. Like you know the guy at the safe in it, he was like, "Oh, what happened to the last guy in it?" And he was like, "Oh, he told me to kill him." And then the other guy clocked what was about to happen before he got shot. And then when it went to the next guy, he was like, "Oh, I'm pretty." Sure. He's like saying along the lines like, oh, "I'm pretty sure he said the same thing to you." And he shot him. And then he was like, "No, he told me to shoot the bus driver." He was like, "What? What do you mean?" And he got run over by the bus. Like I felt like just kind of showed you how the, like the brain side of the Joker and how in a sense he'll do whatever it needs to like get away with what he needs to do does that make sense I think what it shows is his like almost superpower of foresight right which goes to play into the rest of the movie because there's several scenes in the movie that like yes he this is going this way and, and it's one step and then batman goes one step ahead of that but then it turns around that oh nope actually joker was another step ahead of that mm-hmm. like it's all set up to get to harvey dent's downfall which at the beginning of the movie it doesn't even seem like that you know what i mean it's all about killing batman well no it's actually about bringing harvey dent down and proving that evil is is in everybody right and that that's the only part of that that's redeeming for me. I absolutely dislike that opening scene. Me and my 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 buddy uh, goes by Duffman. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and Duffy were talking about this movie because he he can't wait to listen to our recap. And he he said before I watched it, he's like that that scene takes me out of the movie in the really? beginning. And I was and I was watching it and I was like, yeah, it kind of does. Like it's almost cartoony compared to the rest of the movie. But that's why I like about it though, because the Joker is a cartoonish character. But you don't. He doesn't keep that overtone through the rest of the movie. He just he doesn't. I mm. guess the only other scene that's kind of jokey like that is when he makes the pencil disappear, and that's that's about it. And that's a funny scene as well. Yeah, it's hilarious. 
when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, Michael Jai White. Michael yeah. Jai White, that's Michael Jai White. Yeah, he's that's... gonna fight somebody. He's gonna fight the Joker or he's gonna fight Batman. And then nope. Nope. He gets killed instantly. You know, and as an action fan, and I know you're a kung fu action fan, you like martial arts movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, how much of a letdown is that that you don't get to see Michael J. White fight somebody? Oh, I, I put in my notes that I need to actually watch a lot more Michael J. White movies because um, I just forgot how much I enjoy watching his films. His screen, I'm surprised he didn't blow up. His screen presence is really, really strong, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a legit fighter. He's not just like, a, I'm an action movie person, he's like a legit fighter. There's like a there's a video of him and I forget the MMA fighter. He's like a really good MMA fighter and Michael J. White is showing him like how how you can trick somebody's mind with a jab. Oh, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice. Have you yeah, seen that video I've where he throws the jab, jab, and then he completely slows it down and the guy can't block it? Yeah, yeah I've seen that one. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like he's a legit fighter. He was spawned as well oh yeah yeah yeah! i totally forgot about that yeah he definitely is i I remember enjoying that movie i've I've not seen that in like a long time oh i hate john lingwin's ammo there's not very many movies that he's in that i enjoy (laughs) fair enough fair enough yeah i've not seen spoiler in a long time but yeah no i'm a fan of michael j white and probably need to one day go for a list of his movies and um see which ones i've missed um so so watching these movies mm -hmm. what did you think of like the cinematography the city because it's obviously chicago um and and how did that like did it did you buy that it is a living city so so for me yeah obviously and obviously um you you know from leftover army um what goes uh, went under the name wasteland batman james he's obviously a massive batman fan and obviously um as i was watching them i was like oh because i think i did um the batman begins and i did batman 89 and i did the dark knight and then i did um the dark knight rises haven't gone back to batman returns just yet but I was like, in both movies, I really liked how the city looks. I thought they both looked like Gotham. Like, obviously, one was a bit of a more modern take on Gotham. Um, but I felt like it kind of made me think this is what I, was, what I think Gotham looks like. Now, he said that it, it takes him out of it because he's been to Chicago so many times. So, you know, when he's watching, he just feels like he just knows Chicago. Me, where I've only been there once, um, and I didn't know that until he told me that doesn't take me away from it i was gonna ask you about that like if you see a movie in london because it definitely takes me out of it right i was born in in chicago mm-hmm. i live in i live south of chicago now but i was born 59 i lived in 59th in kedzie i was up there till i was like almost 10 years old um and even like if you compare the two cities the old gotham and this gotham this gotham is too clean like what they show you mm-hmm. in, in the, the small glimpses of the the ghettos and stuff like it's it's different than that like the city is different chicago the dirty parts of chicago are different than that it was almost too clean because they shot so much of it downtown downtown chicago where you know you have all these skyscrapers and all these buildings and stuff and you really don't get out to the neighborhoods that are actually like graffitied up and and really rough but it definitely took me out like i was like oh you know that's that's around state street oh that's around michigan avenue oh you know oh look at it's a good shot of lake michigan like you're like, oh, I know exactly where they're at. See, I think for me, because like London's massive, isn't it? Like I'm from Croydon. Um, so if there's something that was shot in Croydon, maybe like I remember I was watching one like um it was almost like a Jason Bourne movie, but it wasn't. I can't remember what it was. And there was a scene where they were meant to be in Turkey, yeah, and it was filmed in Croydon. I was like, 
this is clearly like I was like, oh, I recognize this. this is clearly not Turkey. Um, but London, London's vast. So when they do film certain shots in London, I don't really twig on like that. So maybe that's why I never get like taken away from movies. Um, I just quick googled it. I didn't realize London is three times the size of oh. Chicago. Yeah, London's population massive. and landmass. Yeah, London's London's a v- so when you look like, like I say you lot like, but generally when Americans think of London, they think of like central London where like Buckingham Palace is and where like High Park is. That's just a very small section of London. Like London is very so you've got Lon- you've got central London, you've got Greater London. Like it's very expanded. Do you know what I mean? It's a it's a big area. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we're closed off because of the, the physical size mm. of the United States. But, like, our big cities are, are huge in our mind. But, like, compared to some of the world cities' population, you know, you, I just pulled up, like, the top 12. Tokyo's population, the number one most populated city. How much? Do you, how many people do you think live there? What, Tokyo? Tokyo, yeah. Mm, 8.6 so million? If I, so, if I told you Chicago is 2.6 Mm-hmm. And London is three times that, so you put London at about seven. Mm-hmm. How and many people do you think I'm, live I'm, in Tokyo? I'm gonna go. Since you give me those figures, I'm gonna go sixteen point nine. Thirty-seven point three million. Jesus. Yes, they, that is Tokyo is the number one most populated city in the world. Damn, that's a lot of people in the. Well, I, I, would, I would say relatively small space, but like Tokyo is big. That's that's one of the places I would love to visit. Yeah, yeah, it's on my bucket list. I need to go to Japan. Gotta go to Japan sometime soon, man. Um, where else do you want to go in this movie? Um, so then, okay, so so that we we covered some of the scenes. You know, what about what about the 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 character switch, right? So you get um, uh, Katie Holmes in the first one as Rachel, and then you get Maggie Gyllenhaal. What did you think of that? That the difference between the two of them playing the same role? Do you know what? I didn't really pay attention. I did think to myself, "Oh, she looks a bit different," but <laughs> that, I, I I didn't pay attention. That's I didn't I didn't buy the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Rachel in the second one as much as I buy it in the first one, and so I don't I I didn't didn't like her as an actress, right? So then you. you that takes away but again like we don't get much of batman i don't feel we get enough batman in the second movie so to me you know i think harvey dent needs to not turn into two-face like all that two-face plot needs to not be there but obviously it has to be there to set up the third movie and what the third movie talks about but that that shouldn't be there you know even the through line of the scarecrow the scarecrow is in all of them too and like take take him out in my opinion you don't need him you don't need You spend a lot of time with some of these other characters, like Maroney, um, played by Eric Roberts, another uh, action movie star. Um, you get, you know, the mayor. You get the uh, chief of police. What do they call him? The commissioner. Like you get all these extra people. Mm. The judge. Just so many through lines and plots that I don't. I don't like. I just don't like it. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm just chuckling to myself that like I literally didn't pay much attention to the change actresses for Rachel. How did you not notice that? I don't know. I just didn't. <laughs> I genuinely just didn't notice. There, there was one cheeky line in the second movie that I've never caught before that I caught this time. Mm-hmm. 
and it's it's right when they're locking down all the the important people the judge and um dent and the um the commissioner and the commissioner walks in his office and and jim gordon gary oldman which i can't believe we haven't talked about gary oldman he's amazing Mm -hmm. but um gordon walks him in his office and the commissioner is like talking like oh you know this is the first time he's gotten threats or whatever he's, he there's a line in there where he says let me tell you something because you'll never figure it out for yourself gordon when somebody gives you a threat or whatever for your life when you're the commissioner you just hunker down and have a drink or whatever like he he throws a jab at gordon like you'll never be the commissioner then he dies and then gordon becomes the commissioner yeah instantly as well yeah it's just crazy what do you think? Because uh, I think uh, Spoiler Steve or someone in the community must have posted on the Facebook page about um, that you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. What do you think of that quote? Because I've always loved that quote. Um, I think that's a... I think that is just purely a perspective thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, because even like, if we look at these movies compared to movies today, like back then they were amazing, the greatest, whatever. And then today something else is different. Like the modern movie is the modern movie. Certain things don't play today that played mm-hmm. even 10, 15 years ago. So I think it's just a product of like things evolve. And as a person, we can't consistently evolve to match our whole lives. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look at not to bring up football, the the chiefs the, San, the 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 Kansas City Chiefs were you know the underdog story Mahomes' story was great you know Andy Reid yes everybody rooted for them they get their first Super Bowl they get their second Super Bowl and then going into this last Super Bowl they're like everybody's like no we want it's San Francisco's turn like somebody else needs a turn as psychologically as a people we don't we don't like the consistent victor all the time we we have to have the underdog we love the underdog story. Mm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think that we, we look for different things as time goes on. Mm. And then another quote that like is made like famous from this movie is just some men just want to watch the world burn. Master Bruce. Again, I, I just think like this movie, all three movies have just some great quotes and just some epic scenes and epic moments. Um, and I understand why it's held as like some of the uh, best movies or one of the best trilogies ever made um, because like I said I feel like all of the movies were generally high quality very entertaining um, yeah yeah like uh, the first movie is all about like overcoming your fear defining yourself and, and living by your morals and you know overcoming is like the overarching theme to that and then like the third one is it talks a lot about motivation Mm -hmm. and a lot of times, you know, you, you talk about professional athletes and highly successful lawyers and business people and whatever you get to a point where when you're successful, sometimes you lose the hunger because it's not difficult anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you, you lost the the will to fight and and then Batman loses that will. Like he's not, he's got nothing that's in front of him anymore. He had put all the, the crooks away. He had completed his, his mission, you know, and, then you look at the second movie and you know joker's a narcissist like he's 100 percent a narcissist he, every everything is there to just be used by him 
his opinion is the right opinion. Every, everybody else will just conform to his opinion, right? And then there's a touch of psychosis in there where he's crazy and his, his grasp of reality is off. But the, the unnerving thing about Joker for a lot of people is he, he presents information. And I see this a lot uh, with my patients, right? Because I work in psychology. Mm-hmm. And everybody views the world and, and they're very comfortable with order and binary choices, the good, the bad, the left, the right, the yes, the no. And and Joker throws that out the window. Most decisions in life are not binary. There's not a binary choice to be made. And so when presented with the Joker, oh, you either deal with Batman on your own or you use the Joker. Well, actually, the Joker is going to use you. And it's actually this other thing that he wants to do. Like everything is not binary. And, and it's very unnerving for a lot of people to, to like, get 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 something put in front of them and not make the binary choice mm. I, I just have a very random question since you said you're uh, a psychiatrist yeah knowing what you know about the Gotham universe yeah how much would it take to make you work in Arkham Asylum um so the ho- hospitals are not like that there are specific <laughs> rules to no, stop but, that, but that's what I'm saying like forget what but you know but I, I will forget, tell you right, forget so what we, you know we, about we, the real world yeah, we're talking about Gotham right now. How much there, there, would it take for you to be a psychiatrist at Arkham Asylum in Gotham? There are state-run facilities still in Illinois, but not for mental health disorders, mm-hmm. but more for like uh, autism and that kind of stuff. I don't think there's any operating purely state-run mental health facility anymore in the state of Illinois. What? But the horror stories of the stuff that, that are in these old buildings – even even in the one that's down here by us that that is half um, autism spectrum and had some mental health there before, like there's some torture devices there. But it, it takes a certain level of moral flexibility that I do not have. Even even I've worked for a state facility that will remain nameless, mm-hmm. and some of the abuse that you see from the staff to the people that live there. Like you, there's nothing you can do about it because if you do something about it, bad things are going to happen to you, and you will just get fi- fired or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do what you can, you can you can do, and then I you got to get out of there. Like you just can't. So there's no amount of money that can put me in Arkham, not because of the <laughs> difficulty of patience, but because of the flexible morality that a place like that breeds. Fair enough. You just took all the fun out of my question. <laughs> but if it was purely that like facility, and I'm dealing with you know, Joker-like characters, Riddler-like characters, mm-hmm. Scarecrow-like characters. Oh, that's a, that's fun. That's fun. I'm a, I like to solve puzzles. I like my patients to be, you know, I tell my patients all the time, I don't want you to survive. I want you to thrive. So when we get, we get you in here and then we talk and we see what's going on, the medication is just one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. There is, you know, motivation. There's everything that goes on behind the scenes that led you to be in my office, the medicine isn't going to remove that or replace that. It's just going to make it easier for you to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So let's deal with it. Like what ended you up here? What is your motivator? What is, what is the thing that you are struggling with in, and where did it start and what has it led your behaviors to become? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, yeah, so closing thoughts on me, unless you've got anything more to say on uh, The Dark Knight or anything from this trilogy. Uh, no, uh, I just want to hear your Bane impression before we go. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Oh, oh, do you know what was actually nice about um, the, the um, Bane? And I think it would have been served even better 
if they just never showed Tom Hardy's face, like they could have gone the whole movie without showing you that he was playing Bane. And I think that would have led a little bit more to, you know, the character. Like, you know how we say like, um, you know, it was very cool how like the Mandalorian never took his helmet off until obviously all of a sudden he's now taking off every other day. Same with um, when I want to say Carl Urban, when he played Judge Dredd, he never took off his, his um, helmet. Yeah, um, yeah, it would have been, cool been cool if Bane had done that, you know, just the whole time we never saw his face. But um, yeah, I think if you've not seen this, The Dark Knight or any of the trilogy, um, I would highly recommend go back and check over it. It's a fun watch, very nostalgic. Um, yeah, great movie, so go check it out. Um, but you gotta do, you gotta do at least Batman or Bane, one of them before we go. I've done by Batman already. You gotta <laughs> do, you gotta do something. You can't just, I'm not gonna let you walk away from this. Boy, yeah, nah. I, I, I I like Ben. I think again. I oh, one oh. This is your ally. (laughs) Is that your man? Yeah, my man. Ah, that's funny. Um, alright. One last thing, actually. A lot of people criticize um these movies for the lack of detective work Batman does um, and I had to ask the question why do people get so hung up on that um, and obviously because he's he's known for being in the comics being the greatest detective and, be, and you know and I was like okay that's fair and I, and I hear it but like in this movie other than the second movie where he did some detective work with the bullet he didn't do anything and for me I wasn't fast in it. I wasn't put off by it. I didn't think like, oh my gosh, why is Batman not doing it? I really enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? I think there's even more of it in the third movie too when you talk about how he talks about the stuff with Catwoman and what she's doing and, and how he tracked her down and stuff. It's just hard, right? Like, I think the problem with detective movies working in a modern set movie is technology. Like, you know, you hear one thing and I can Google, you know, Nana nana pratt whatever find you find information on you you know and whatever basic it is think about you know the police and, and the governments and, and everything that has information like he would hear bane and he would know everything about bane like yesterday you know what i mean and none of the villains in these movies are actually trying to really hide anything from him i guess i mean the first one the scarecrow and Razal ghoul and all of that, like, th- there's a lot of hidden there, but he's, th- what are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on him learning how to become Batman, or are you going to focus on him learning how to be a detective, right? You have to pick your poison, and what's more interesting? Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Makes sense, makes sense. I don't think they can make a modern Batman, and I, I'm happy to be proven wrong. Like, I think it would be very hard to, to create a detective-based Batman movie that is also engaging modern with modern technology and modern take mm. no, that's a fair point that's a fair point all right that brings us to the end of the dark knight uh trilogy and the dark knight movie and our third movie um said movie like a lot of times there um so you've <laughs> i want to say movie again you have seen two movies in the cinema why don't you tell us about those yes and the reason we're talking about these movies is because both times when I reached out to Nana, he said they are good movies to watch. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. I did not say that. Not about my... You said... No. no. All right. The animated one. The animated one. I said, yeah. 
because I thought you knew what you was getting into. I thought everyone knew what they was getting into with that movie. I thought everyone knew it was the last two episodes of season... Uh, the Demon Sword Slayer is what yeah, he's talking no, about. I'm talking about Demon Slayer. I thought everyone knew it was the last two episodes of the Sword Art Village and then the first episode of the Hashira Training Art. I thought everyone knew that. So you cannot put that on me because you, in my opinion, should have known that guy in him. You wasted my afternoon. I was so let down. That movie was a big nothing. Don't go see it. It is a waste of time. It is not the beginning of the next season. It is fucking Tanjiro in a bed. It is not the beginning of the next season. It is. I don't care what they say. It's episode one. It's episode one of the Hershey Trainer Knock. It it is a waste of time. I don't know why they did it. I don't know why they made the movie. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It it brings them good money, and it's a a way of creating uh, events for the culture. Well, now I'm bitter. I'm bitter. I'm pissed. I can't believe I wasted my money in two hours of my life. Well. And then the second movie, yeah. which is Madam Web, mm-hmm. you you said on the episode that you reviewed it, or you were going to review it with Martin. Yeah, we You said it's it. not a bad movie to see. I recommend you see it because it's not as bad as everybody says. I, did, I gave it a cool chicken, which is still not great. Yeah. It doesn't even deserve the bucket that chicken come in. <laughs> I, it I, is what is redeemable about that movie? Nothing. The characters have zero chemistry with each other. The story makes no sense at all. None of the actors are actually like engaging at all. Mm-hmm. The villain's voiceover is horrific. It doesn't match yeah, up. It's like they they put somebody in with an accent and then didn't like how it recorded live. So they ADR the hell out of them and it just didn't work. And then how, how a serial killer is trying to kill three people. You're the only one protecting them. And the literal line from the movie is you guys are going to have to stay with Ben for a week. I'm going to Ecuador. What? (laughs) What? You're going to go to Ecuador in the middle of protecting people? Bring them with you. Yeah. Move the fight to Ecuador. What are we doing here? Well, clearly Ben had superpowers and could keep them safe. It, 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 it reminded me of a movie that like, or the process of making a movie where they're just, just keep the first take. It's fine. Whatever. Just keep the first take. Fine. It's fine. Whatever. Like the main character, there are several times that you can just tell that she's ad-libbing or she's improving some of her lines and nobody plays off of it there's no chemistry with it at all she just says something and it's it's like okay nope 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 that's not working and nobody there's no response from the people around her some of them even look confused when she's talking to the young girls in the forest and she says something that i forget what she says but it, it it's not scripted line you can just tell by the way she delivers it and um the african-american actress just like looks at her like that's not what you were supposed to say. <laughs> and I'm like, what? How did this make it into the movie? And then Sweeney, uh, what's her name? Like, she, she, what, what she's known for and how she acts and her age, like, I, her character of being this, like, innocent schoolgirl, schoolgirl outfit, like, you look 35 years old. What are you doing? You, wait, you should not wait, be playing a teenager. Wait, the main, the main, like, kid. The girl with the glasses, Sweeney, whatever her name is. Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney, yes. She does not. She she looks 10 years older than the other two girls. And I don't know if that's because Latin girls and black girls 
you know, age better, but she looks older. She looks significantly older to me. Uh, well, she she was twenty six. Um, so thirty. I wasn't far off. <laughs> Isabella Mercedes is twenty two. Okay. And then I'm assuming this is the black chick. She's twenty five. She's one year older than the black chick. Well, she looks younger. I, I just, she just does, she took me out of the movie every time she was on screen. And, and the fact that nobody could act was just, uh, it's bad. It's so, there's nothing. I couldn't come up with one thing. I go into movies and if it's, you know, whatever, bad movies are still enjoyable movies mm-hmm. sometimes. I could not enjoy anything in this movie. No. Nothing. You, the music you, wasn't good. The acting wasn't good. The visuals weren't good. Some of the scenes just, the, the camera jumpiness and, and jumping from point to point and her power and how it manifests stupid. It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, she goes from not being able to use it to being able to literally be in spoiler alert four places at once. You're out of your fucking mind. That's not going to happen. <laughs> like, come on, come on. You are um, a much harsher critic than I am when it comes to even Spider. Even like when you look at Spider-Man, when Peter Parker's playing Spider-Man or any of the uh, animated Spider-Man, the way that they move, the girls are not action actors. The, the the people that they casted could could not do any athletic type movement, even when they were in costume. There's a scene where they go running. Like you can tell that it was they they should have been running before the camera started, but they started running right when the camera started because they're at like a like a I could have walked faster than these girls look like they were running. It was bad. It was like Tom Cruise level running skills. Awful, <laughs> terrible. No, um, and then like the every time that they're going to cut to Madam Webb's power set mm-hmm. and they, they squeak a train sound that makes my ears want to bleed or they slam a bird against a window so loud that it, it, it feels like somebody literally punched me in the side of the head. It is so jarring. They don't know subtlety. There's no subtlety to this movie at all. Like every setup is so blatant and obvious. It's ridiculous. This movie was just made for money. So they don't lose the, the Spider-Man rest. name. Yeah. Wait, Rod, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> you just I, shat all over this movie. I, oh my god, it is I, I don't know how it made it to theaters. It is that bad. I would I, I don't know if I would rather watch Morbius or this movie. They're both like they're just on that level. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, well, like you said, they had to make this movie to keep the rights. That is literally, you know, what this was. I want I I I don't think it's made a lot of money in the box office. I wonder how much money these actors got paid for this movie. Um, I would like to think and hope it's not really damaged their reputation too much because, um, you know, people knew this was a bad movie. Um, I was grumpy and my wife told me to go to the movies to get happy. And I went and I saw <laughs> this and I think I got even more grumpy. <laughs> I don't. Like, if you're going to make this movie, and yes, you need to make it for the money, why wouldn't you, like, whatever, there are so many low-budget films that have just, like, a solid story and, like, characters that have, you know, some sort of chemistry with each other that does well. Who's going to go see this movie, right? Like, okay, so it's not the general public, because Mm -hmm. most people in the general public are, like, fatigued on Marvel movies already, right? So, it's going to be your hardcore people. Which hardcore people? A lot of us know that this isn't part of the MCU. the main storyline, right? It's not MCU, mm-hmm. and we already know that 
that Sony doesn't plan on like creating a series based off of these. So you're setting up characters that have no payoff that nobody wants to see that nobody has interest in. So only the truly hardcore people are going to go. The people that are like, okay, I'll give it a shot because it is a character franchise that I enjoy. Like I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man was probably the first Marvel character I've ever been introduced to. Mm -hmm. And I go see this and I'm like, I don't know if I would have rather been punched in the dick five times or see this movie again. <laughs> oh, man, that's insane. Woo. It's that bad. So Duffman, who I brought up earlier, mm -hmm. him and I went out to dinner and we're sitting at dinner and it's a hibachi. So we're around the grill and stuff. And this couple sitting next to us and, and we're, I'm talking about how terrible this movie was to Duffman because he's not going to go see it. Mm -hmm. And this couple looks at me and they're like, we were going to go see that tonight thank you for saying that because now we're not going to go see it. I was like, it is not worth your money. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. Yeah. Nothing that DC has put out is worse than this movie. I think like I would rather watch suicide squad. The first one, I would rather watch um, the new Aquaman. Cause I just watched that today. Mm -hmm. I would rather watch both Shazam movies. I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed the first one. I'd rather watch there's so there is nothing that I can think of that is modern in the last 10 years that I wouldn't rather watch than this movie. Yeah. Not fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, <laughs> based on what Rod said, if you still want to go see Madam Web, you go at your own risk because he gave you PM me. S send me a message. Rodimus Prime on Facebook. <laughs> I think I'm the only one. If you disagree, if there is something in this movie that you feel is worthy, there is, nothing i got nothing uh, i love your honesty mate let's shoehorn some ethnic people in ecuador into a movie that that's like what what like, oh my god it's so bad <laughs> all right let's end it there before you get even more frustrated at this movie uh right so that is three movies in the book our next one is city of god um yeah get ready for that one see you guys uh, wait let me not end it like that Rod thank you for joining me and say bye to the people goodbye people I hate Madam Web <laughs> yeah alright guys we'll be back with City of God on the next episode ciao